Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, it's a bit of a different week, as I'm going to have to come clean with you all. Sean is not with me this week. Um, That is because we actually already recorded an episode of Hero Zero this week. And then, of course, the file got corrupted. So we thought it was absolutely fine. Sean went off for the weekend. He, and then, of course, we only found out that the file did not work. The audio, turns out, we actually sound worse when the file is corrupted. I thought it, there was no way possible we could get worse. But that's the way it is. So what I decided to do was I'm not going to cover the character that I was going to cover on Hero Zero or that I did cover. Um, we're going to choose a different character that we've done previously. Now, this is a character that uh, when we first originally recorded, I I think, I mean, it might have been over the phone. That is how long ago it was. I, like, I think this is like episode 12, 13 of the show. And I covered a character from DC Comics, one of my faves, Mr. Damien Wynn. Um, and so what I thought was the last two times, say, over the last four years that uh, me and Sean haven't been in the same room or haven't been able to record together, what we've done is we just kind of choose a character that we absolutely love and we cover them for an episode. So 
what I'm doing is I'm covering, da covering Damien Wayne, just to give everyone a bit more of an update about everything to do with him. Um, and if you could give this a like and review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, uh, it would really, really help us out. Just basically any like, any, any review on any of the platforms, they all help. I don't know what it is, but the algorithm, Sean tells me it helps. I don't know why. Um, if you're listening solely for Sean absolutely give this a dislike it's not going to get any better from here so um we should get straight into it um and if you have any characters that you'd like us to cover please send them in um well we had those great moments where a few times people have sent us in characters and we're like <laughs> we already did them but that doesn't mean like they're good reports we just did them um so yes damien wayne now his first appearance was in batman son of the demon in september 1987 i want to get this out of the way fat uh, early i'm aware people don't like damien wayne that is absolutely fine i I actually kind of like the shithousery, um, and, but also he's one of those characters where I'm very aware of why people dislike him, but I'm kind of like completely understandable. It's like when you have like kind of a dickhead friend in your friend group, and everyone's like, he's a bit of a dickhead, and you're kind of like, yeah, but he's kind of like our dickhead. Like, for some reason, we keep him around, because, I don't know, it's, that's just the way it is, so... That's kind of how I view Damien Wayne, is that when other people are like, I don't like him, I'm like, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> but also, I can also see that maybe he has some likeable traits. And that's what I wanted to kind of cover here. Um, so he was created by Mike W. Barr, uh, Andy Cooper, and then he was perfected by one Grant Morrison. Um, and why I say that is because in Batman Son of the Demon, so that is 1987, he's not even mentioned by name. He's not even Damien Wayne. Um, I just let everyone in. Damien Wayne is Bruce Wayne's literal son. Um, him and Talia Al Ghul. So Rachel Al Ghul, his daughter Talia, they, her and Batman, they have a bit of an on again, off again relationship. But the whole thing is like, but your dad is wants to kill everyone. That's always a hindrance to any sort of loving relationship. Um, I can kind of side with Batman on that one. So what happens is, they're, they're on again <laughs> at that point. Now, depending on how you view the comic book, um, I think it was rewritten that originally she drugged Bruce Wayne and, like, date-raped him, but then... but Sorry, that was retroactively from Grant Morrison. But originally, it was just consensual and they just had a bit of a, bit of a romance. And through that romance came one child that Talia did not tell Bruce about. And so how it goes is that Damien, he was first introduced um, just as, he, he was a completely unknown to Batman. His, his, ex his existence was unknown. Um, he was also, and this is where it gets comic booky, genetically perfected and grown in an artificial womb once Talia realised that she was pregnant because they wanted to make the perfect replacement to Bruce Wayne. Um, that is because obviously Rachel Ghoul in the comic books is always like detective I want you to take over the League of Assassins you would be perfect you marry my daughter everyone's laughing and Bruce is always like I don't really want to because you kind of are a League of Assassins and I'm kind of against killing there's a whole conflict of interest there um, but, he, but that's kind of once Talia finds out she's pregnant and it's half Bruce's the child is uh, Bruce's 
what happens then is they basically design him to try and be the perfect child. They're going to redesign Bruce Wayne to be even better, but it's the one that they can control from when he's immediately born. Um, and so he's raised by his mother Talia and the League of Assassins. Um, now, in terms of his creation, Damien Wynn, the character, he was created by the writer Grant Morrison, who's obviously very famous, probably my favourite comic book writer, definitely top two or top three if he's not, um, an artist, Andy Kubert. Uh, this was during the story arc in 2006 called Batman and Son. So his original, he's just a baby, a completely unnamed 1987, then in 2006, Grant Morrison brings him back. Um, in the within the pages of the of Batman, the comic book series, this, however, was not the first. It's not the technical first appearance of David, but it is David's first appearance by name. Um, and what they decided to do was they wanted to bring him back, um, and they wanted an idea that Talia would just show up suddenly. Um, and so just to reiterate Batman's Son of the Demon in 1987 was out of continuity at this point, which is why nobody ever thought. God, where's Bruce's son? It was just kind of an it was just a comic book that was out of continuity, so then nobody ever questioned it. And then they just had the bright idea, why don't we take this out of continuity story idea? Talia turns up one day in Gotham and is like, I have this child, he's ten years old, he's yours, Bruce, Saz, and then just leaves him there and fucks off. And that is the plot of Batman and Son. Um so Talia turns up and she just basically kind of drops him there. And it, the idea is that uh, it's just to fuck with Batman. Um, it's just to try and ruin Batman's, like, his concentration, definitely, and sabotage his operations. Well, she plans to take over. She's doing, like, a whole... If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure there's man-bat ninjas in that story. It's been a few years since I read it, but there's definitely man-bat ninjas, I'm pretty sure, in that story. It's a whole... Comic books are weird. You know how it is. Um, so while under Bruce's care, Damien, who is now, like, ten... He's rash, he's abrasive, he's violent, he's a bit of a fucking dick, right? And not even a bit, a lot of a dick. He's he's just the worst, like he's the biggest shithouse you've ever met. Because if you think about it, he's been raised since he was born by the League of Assassins. His grandfather is Ra's al Ghul and his mother is Talia al Ghul. He's been taught to kill since he could walk. So he's the ultimate killer, even though he's 10. He's also been treated like basically the second coming of Jesus since he was born by all of the assassins. So, because he's seen as Raish's logical next, his heir. So, it's basically, from the day he's born, he's treated like you're the greatest thing ever. You are, there's nothing wrong with you. You are absolutely perfect. You can kill everyone. You will never lose a battle. It's, and that feeds through. So when he turns up to, to Gotham, he's like, I'm the greatest of all time. And you can see how that as a character trait could be seen as quite bad, especially from a 10-year-old child where Bruce is kind of like, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> Which, if anyone's ever read any Bruce Wayne stories, you could probably assume he definitely says to him. So um, he's he's absolutely just the worst. And in, a ter- in an attempt to prove his crime-fighting worth he, uh, worth, he even goes out and he kills a villain called Spook, or the Spook. Um, he decapitates the Spook. So... It's like a cat bringing back a dead pigeon 
and is like, look what I got you. Isn't that exactly what you wanted as like a gift? So he, he brings back the spook's head to Bruce and he's like, huh? Stopped crime. Look at this. I'm, I'm basically the, I'm like Batman 2.0 at this point. And Bruce is kind of like, no, that is, that is not what we do here. <laughs> that is absolutely not what we want. Um, he then also attempts to kill one of my, my second favorite comic book character of all time, Tim Drake. Um, and the reason for that is completely logical. Um, I'm not even being sarcastic here. He's turned up. He's Bruce's biological son. He's like, I'm perfectly set to be Robin right now. Tim Drake is Robin at this point in the comic books. So Damien shows up. There's this kid that's not related to Bruce, has no connection to Bruce. He's walking around as a sidekick. Damien doesn't like that. So Damien's like... I'm the rightful heir. I should be Robin. I'm your biological son. And Tim, who's well within his rights, is like, I've been Robin for te- like five years at this point. Like, who the fuck are you? Um, I also think what complicates it more is Bruce had adopted Tim in the stories at this point. So he was like his adopted son by law. Um, which completely confused everything even more so because Damien's like yeah but then you're just adopted whereas I'm actually his DNA so you know just being a dick about the whole thing he tries to kill Tim Drake in a way to just like become Robin like if you're dead he'll father will have to give this to me he calls Bruce father all the time it's really annoying but also completely in character for the little dick that he is um and so he eventually Bruce is like you can't do any of this shit Tim Drake by the way and Damian Wayne hate each other that is just it's coming from canon they really don't like each other and I can understand why from Tim Drake's point of view he's just like trying to live his life and this little shithead turns up and tries to kill him and is like who are you you're nothing so to repent Damien offers up his mother's location to Bruce and he accompanies him to thwart Talia's plans um, following these events, Damien actually returned to his mother and remained largely absent from the Batman family. He, it was kind of like, he showed up, you realised he was there, and then he went back to the League of Assassins. And that was it. And I think that was because they didn't really know what to do with him at that point, because they didn't want to get rid of Tim Drake as Robin. But you can't just have every comic book with him just trying to kill Tim Drake over and over and over again. Um, so... What happened then is, a few years later, you have a story called The Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. And Ra's al Ghul is dead. Uh, Talia al Ghul is head of the demon, or she is she's leader of the League of Assassins. And she takes Damien to the Australian outback, where he's tutored in the secret history of his grandfather, Ra's al Ghul. Um, while there, she's unaware that Ra's former servant... Um, basically plans to use Damien as a shell to bring Raish back to Earth. So, I'm going to need you to bear with me. It's basically like, they're thinking, right, well, we need somebody who has his DNA, who's, uh, who could be, who we could bring Raish back in their body, and we could then, like, have him lead us for the next 70 years. And obviously Damien standing there and they're kind of like well we can get rid of him <laughs> he's like 12 and he's perfectly there we could just put Raish's head or his brain in there we're laughing and um, Talia unsurprisingly is not okay with this plan and so she is able to save her son from his fate at the last minute um 
but Raish is still able to return as a rotting, shambling, undead corpse, still kneeling Damien to stabilise his form. So Damien, with nobody else to turn to, because, like, the League of Assassins is pretty fucked, he runs to Batman. He runs to his dad, and he's like, he's alerting him. He's like, my grandfather, my grandfather is fucking crazy and he's back from the dead and he wants to take my body. Um, but upon entering Wayne Manor, he attempts to relay the information to, oh, who does he run into? Only Timothy Drake. And based on the last time they met, Tim is immediately like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're definitely here to try to kill me again because every time we've met, you've tried to kill me. So he immediately goes into fight mode. Um, Damien's not there to fight. He's just there to be like, I'm gonna be killed. But obviously that doesn't stop it. A whole big fist fight breaks out um, all across the mansion. And it's not until the League of Assassins show up and then they kind of like start fighting side by side. Um, against all the all of the minions, or should we say? Um, and it's only with t- uh, Nightwing when Nightwing shows up, uh, Dick Grayson. He he's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and through the three of them, they're kind of. They do fight them off, but they all also are hindered by... Damien is completely willing to betray Tim at any moment for his own safety. So if a sword is swung at him, and Tim is behind him, he will just dive out of the way, hoping it slices Tim in half, because then he doesn't have to kill him himself. So it's not like they're working together as a strong team, it's more just they're just fighting to not die at that point. Um, Raish eventually captures the two of them, though, and he tells Batman that he would have to use one of them for his own body. Uh, Batman, of course, offers his own body instead in like a big sacrifice. He's like, look, I'm not going to let you take either of them. You're going to have to take me. Uh, Raish refuses the offer, feeling that he needs someone of a younger age. He likes them younger, Raish. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't sound good. But also, he's a homicidal maniac, so I mean, don't really want to ruin his reputation. Um, Babin offers a third alternative, because it's comic books, which is a fountain of essence, which inca- contains the qualities of a Lazarus pit. It's comic books, there's a fountain. Don't question it. Batman and Raish go in search of the fountain, leaving Tim, Damien, Nightwing, Alfred and Talia to basically battle against the, the League. Uh, Damien leaves his mother and Tim to an unknown fate. He just, he just fucks, he just like fucks off and bails um, while he goes off to be with his father. Unfortunately, he ends up captured by Raish and nearly loses his life. Batman and the others manage to save him and Talia, Talia takes her son and escapes. So they get out of there. But it was at that point where he's like, oh, maybe my dad isn't actually that bad. He tried to sacrifice himself multiple times for me. Um, and now we come to one of, and I've mentioned this so many times on the show, one of my favourite comic book runs of all time is Batman R.I.P. and Battle for the Cowl. Uh, because everyone knows I love all the Robins. They're kind of like, that's my favourite part of comic books, anything to do with them. So you can understand why when Batman dies and there's a whole big fight over who's going to take over the mantle, I kind of like that story. So uh, the story is Batman R.I.P., the Black Glove, the group, they actually succeed. They kill Batman. So Batman is dead, canonically, in comic books. Now between you and me... Nobody's actually ever dead, and he was actually sent back in time to prehistoric ages. Say nothing to nobody, but that's genuinely how they wrote around this. But he's dead at this point, right? 
<laughs> but then they have to figure out a way to bring him back. <laughs> but at this point, he's dead. Everyone's like, okay, Bruce is dead. What are we going to do? Um, and what takes place after this is a story called Battle for the Cow. And this story is my favourite story in all the comic books. It's just basically all of the robbers, including Jason Todd, just fighting. Um, not really amongst each other. Most Damien and Tim fighting and Dick and Jason. And because uh, Damien's in Gotham at this point, and he's actually joyriding in the Batmobile um, when the story starts, and then he gets told by Oracle, like, Batman's dead, I'm going to need you to suit up and help out. Um, and Jason Todd is going around dressed as Batman, he's carrying two guns, and he's, like, trying to ruin the Batman reputation by just shooting everybody. Of course he is. Um, and eventually Dick wins. He di- Dick finds Jason, he kicks the shit out of him, and he's like, I'm the Batman now, okay? So D- Dick Grayson, Nightwing, takes over the Batman mantle, and at this point, it, this is where it really gets cool, is that he looks at Tim, who's still Robin, and he's like, we are kind of, they're best friends, and he's like, I don't see you as a Robin, like, I see you as an equal, and I don't really want to be in a situation where, like, I'm bossing you around, or, like... We we have to, like, argue about what we should do because I see you as more, like, someone to come to for advice rather than anything else. And I think you're above being a Robin, being a sidekick. And so he's like, I don't want you to be my Robin anymore. Tim is obviously very upset because, like, he wants to be Robin. But what Dick says is Damien needs to be Robin because he is a very flawed human being and he's really fucking up his own hole and he thinks he's amazing and he just he's just a terrible person at this point. But he's really talented and we could make maybe make him something before he turns into a Jason Todd if we just leave him out in the wilderness. And so Tim's like, okay, Dick's just been a nice guy, fair enough. So what starts this is the Grant Morrison 09 run to 2009-2011 run in comic books where Dick Grayson is Batman and Damian Wayne is Robin. And it's such a fucking great dynamic. Like you have Damian who is just, he hates everyone. Like, and he constantly tells Dick that he's not up to it, that he has no respect for him, that, like, he's going to have to earn his respect. Like, this 12-year-old kid's respect, you're going to have to earn my respect. Like, this is Nightwing. Or, like, any hero who's been in the fa- Bat family for years, he's like, you're nothing, because my father's not here. You're not my real dad, kind of vibes. Um, and Dick is, as Batman, he's kind of similar to how he is as Nightwing. He's just lighthearted. But he's also really, really good. Like, he's just a really kind human being. And he's just going to try his best. And he's also the most talented athlete out of all of them. So he's... There's a great dynamic where now the Robin is the serious one. And the Batman is what the one making the one-liners. Which is just a really cool, uh, unique vibe. Um, and it is revealed that, uh, in this story, that Damien has actually begun to visit his father's former friend and enemy, Thomas Elliot, from the story Hush. Um, now, this is just a cool, small story, is that, in the story of Hush, that, this Hush isn't a small story, but this this, uh, this part of it is, is that, in Hush, Thomas Elliot, the villain, he gets plastic surgery to look exactly like Bruce Wayne. So he has the exact same face as Bruce Wayne. Um, and he gets captured, and they, like, capture him in Wayne Tower, and he's stuck there. And Dick and Tim put him in there, and they're like, you're never getting out. But it's kind of revealed that Damien has been visiting Thomas in jail, 
and playing chess with him. And Damien claims that these visits are out of curiosity for why Hush would alter his appearance. But, I mean, it's also very heavily implied that it's actually just, I mean, he's grieving, his dad is dead, and there's somebody that's the spitting image of his dad, and he kind of just wants to go and talk to him and, like, have a really warped father-son bonding situation with, like, someone who looks the exact same as his dad but isn't his dad. And that's kind of the perfect encapsulation of Damien Wayne as a character in that he's all brash, he's all in your face, but everything behind it is just like this really sad and if like really sad kid who had didn't have a childhood, ne- never grew up with any other kids, and just can't connect with anyone in any way. So he just pushes everyone away. He's like everyone's dumb. Like, we were all 12, right? We were like, yeah, yeah, everyone's fucking stupid. Fuck off, right? But he's like that constantly, and he's also incredibly talented and told constantly how great he is growing up. Um, And so it becomes apparent that Grayson had chosen Damien instead of Tim because he sees Tim as an equal. And he chose Damien as he feels his character needs developing. Or he could be like Jason, as I mentioned. So Damien mocks Tim constantly and offers him the position of Batgirl multiple times because of course he does because he's 12 and he thinks ha 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 I have this Robin and you are fired um, causing Tim to immediately begin fighting him again and Tim goes off and becomes Red Robin and that's how Red Robin starts in the store in the, and Tim then goes off to try and find Bruce Wayne because he's like he's not dead he's definitely still alive I'm gonna find him um, so after his first fight alongside Dick, Damien gets upset with Grayson and goes looking for the villain, who at this point is Professor Pig, all by himself. So they have one fight together, Damien's like, you're not up to it, you're not as talented as me, you're definitely not as talented as my dad, I don't want to be Robin with you, you're a terrible Batman, I'm going to go find the f- criminal by myself and I'm going to um, get him. He gets captured, of course he does, but he gets out of the situation by himself um and but then he's immediately overpowered again <laughs> and he's caught and he needs to be saved by dick grayson you can see where this is going where dick turns up and is like oh you thought you had it did you okay cool um you were gonna die if i didn't turn up so probably best that i did um it appears though that under dick's teaching slowly like slowly throughout the issues you can see him like, it's not a fucking overnight change, but it's tidy by tidy bit by tidy bit, you can see the character slowly melting. Um, in that, under his teachings, Damien becomes, he begins to cro- grow a conscious, conscience, and he even deci- demonstrates signs of empathy, which is big for any 12 or 13 year old, if we all were all once 12 or 13, <laughs> showing any empathy at all at that age, fair fucks. Particularly towards kids, which is um, a good sign for Damien. He's always like, any kids, he's massive empathy towards. Um, and it, there's also a case where there's several dismembered kids in one of the issues. Um, one, there's a murder, they're trying to solve it. This is like, uh, it's a really fucked up ro- comic ro- book run. But a lot of dismembered kids are there and Damien begins to vomit in horror, which old Damien definitely wouldn't do. But as he slowly becomes more human, hanging around with Dick, you can see that it starts to have an effect. Um, 
they they even uh, he also becomes involved with the Wayne Enterprises board members during this time and there's a cool bit where he manages to actually track down financial irregularities within the fit Wayne Enterprises accounts and then turns up and begins intimidating the board of members and it's just like this 12 year old being like somebody's fucking robbing from us and it's from my father I'm I'm Damien Wayne my second name is Wayne this is my business as well um, and I'm going to, to inherit this and so you can see he's completely very business savvy as well a very intelligent character which is even more annoying because like he's incredibly intelligent he's just he puts all the energy in the wrong places is the thing um, and so after after Tim Drake is revealed to be Bruce, named as Bruce Wayne's heir which not great in Bruce's will he gives Tim everything as is as his heir um, prior to his disappearance, Damien files an injunction with the boards to go against Drake since he is Wayne's son. Of course he does. Everything is Tim Drake versus Damien uh, to try and find Batman's love. But D- Tim, I don't think, really would have cared. Just Damien's such a dick about it that he's probably just, like, egging him on at this point. Um, so the return of Bruce Wayne is... He he eventually does come back, um, as I mentioned... And in this, uh, Tally admits to Damien that even though she loves him, so she comes back in the story as well, um, and she actually says that she's been cloning him to make better versions of him because the version this one now, like him, he's gone to the good side. He's got, Well, to the herd of dark side. He's gone to the Bat family. He's no longer of use to the League. So she's making better versions of him. And there's a really sad but also like cool moment that where she's like, she admits to him, even though she loves him, she's he is no longer welcome and is now considered an enemy of the House of Al Ghul. And Damien defiantly replies that he hopes that he will be a worthy will be a worthy enemy. Um, and I just really like that because that's the moment where he's like, I have to be all in. I can't have like a foot in both camps at this point. It's just it's all or nothing. Um, and so. There's also one very small scene that I really like with Damien is that uh, Bruce, or I say Bruce, Dick uh, is Batman and he's with Gordon and they're off on a mission and the Joker is being interrogated. He's in um, he's in a room tied up and Damien shows up and uh, Damien walks in and over the radio... Um, Gordon gets a message that basically says, "Oh, like Robin's Robin's here. He's after going into the room with Joker. What should we do?" And Dick immediately turns the car around. He's like, "We got to get back to the fucking station right now." And Gordon's like, "Oh fuck yeah! Like Joker's gonna kill that kid." And Dick says, "No, no, no, no. He's going to kill Joker. <laughs> like that kid's a fucking psychopath." So that's just a really cool scene. He also walks in with a crowbar and he immediately beats the shit out of Joker, or uses like a crowbar. He nearly beats them to death. Um. So I just that side of Damien is just like Dick knows how good he is. He he knows how fucking um. I don't know, like, he knows how talented he is, and but he also knows that he is just, he needs to perfect who he is as a human being, rather than his talents, he doesn't need to trade, like, there's nothing you can trade anymore to, it's more the emotional, the human side that he needs to do, um, and uh, Dick Grayson, there's also another bit, little bit where he then puts him up towards the Teen Titans, and because this is so fucking Dick Grayson, uh, or Nightwing is like, 
he thinks that if he gives Damien friends, <laughs> maybe he'll chill out. Maybe he'll calm down. So he like he puts them in the Titans, and he's like, he's not even a teenager anymore. I know you're called the Teen Titans. He is still only twelve, but I'd like him to be in the team because I think Starfire Raven. I think you guys could really help him grow as a human being. Damien walks in, puts the two feet on the table, is like, I'm the new leader of the Teen Titans. Y'all have got a bend to me, and, and so Starfire and like Raven are kind of looking at Nightwing like did you just bring this little fucker into our place like who's he um it doesn't really work out <laughs> immediately he gets kicked back off the team uh, or he he leaves of his own volition I should say he doesn't get kicked off he's like they don't need me they're still all talking about Tim um because Tim Drake was the Robin in the Teen Titans and he's seen as like a legend and they were all like, oh yeah, Tim's here, Tim's going to help us out, and that infuriates Damien, he's like, I'm not being in a team where they like Tim Drake, they clearly don't know what they're talking about, um, but upon his return to Gotham, and this is where I'm going to end the report, uh, it's a really small thing, so he comes back to Gotham, um, Grayson notices that Damien's time with the Titans has made him more patient, and he is less prone to use weapons, um, and after apologising to Damien about his time with the Titans being a bust, Damien states that he knows Grayson sent him there to find friends, but he has one in Gotham, and that's more than enough. And that's the first time that you're like, oh, he likes him. Like, he's broken him down. He actually does like Dick Grayson. And that, that That's a lot for Damien to come out and say, I have one in Gotham, and that's enough. Um, that's his version of saying I love you <laughs> basically in like a, a 12 year old way um, so yeah I, I didn't go into any new 52 stuff there's a whole big road with him and um, the Super Sons run um, with him and Superman's child and I think that's really great if you want to read something I think they're really fun together but uh, powers and abilities Oh, also, he's given Kryptonian powers, I'm pretty sure, in the new 52, but I don't really like that, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I just want to talk about bits that I like about Damien Wayne. Um, so, he's got business management, he's got martial arts, he's trained by the League of Assassins and Batman, pretty fucking good. Um, he's got a genius level in intellect, uh, he once said, actually, he knows 1,000 ways to kill a man, so pretty good. Um, investigation, he's been trained by the world's greatest detective, obviously, um, he's got intimidation, he's got mimicry, Damien can imitate anyone's voice and speech patterns perfectly, as he, as he has imitated Tim Drake's voice in order to gain access to the Batcave, he's got peak human condition for, I mean, a 12 year old, as as much a peak human condition you, as you could have, uh, stealth, swordsmanship, throwing, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've also now added that archery, like, he's nearly as good at archery as the Green Arrow, um, which I feel might be slightly overpowered, but I just like the idea that he's, I, I don't know, there's something about him that I gravitate towards, I think it might just be because the, of the Grant Morrison run, and I love the dynamic between Dick Grayson constantly taking the piss out of him, and Damien just being constantly serious at all times, just head on the mission. Um, his weaknesses are arrogance, mostly. More often than not, Damien believes himself to be better than he actually is. And that is where the grey character moments happen. Um, this has allowed him to underestimate opponents as well as irritate his allies at almost every possibility. Um, and yeah, so that is my report. 
on Mr. Damien Wayne, a character often often insulted, often often disliked, but I feel like just I would urge anyone to go back and just read the O9 run. Um, you can read some of the new Fifty Two stuff as well. Like a lot of that is pretty good, but I, I think that's that is really where it kind of comes into its own. That's kind of the birth of the relationship for me that made me like take notice of him because Tim Drake, his hatred of Tim Drake, that's kind of entertaining. But there's something really like likable about this ice cold character being slowly broke down by the nicest man in comic books. <laughs> Like, just Dick Grayson constantly being positive all the time just eventually wears him down that he's just no longer constantly a dick. Um, he's still 80% a dick, but not a full dick. I think of that scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but he's not a complete asshole. Um, but yeah, so that is my report for Damien Wynn. Um, if you liked what you heard, we do lots of reports on lots of different comic book characters. Um, my apologies for this coming a day late. Uh, obviously, with the corrupted file and everything, it was a bit of a bit of a shit show trying to get it all together. But I'm here. I recorded it. We're all good. Um, but yeah, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, you can follow us on basically every pa- platform that we're on. Uh, we have at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are just Heroes for Hire Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Heroes for our Detective Divinman's Discussion Group. And we have a Patreon, which every single month we put up more comic book movie stuff. And we review one comic book movie from like a few years ago. And could be like 20 years ago, could be 10 years ago. And we just see if it still holds up. We call it the Lazarus Pit. Um, we've got like, I don't know how many reviews we have up there now, but it's quite a few. So uh, it's $5 a month and you basically get access to, I've, I don't know, a shit ton of reviews at this point. I can't put a number on it. It's been years that we've been doing it every single month. So they all kind of add up at this point. Um, but most importantly, if you could tell one human being that we exist, and I have been Connor Lawler, and uh, we shall see you all on Monday, guys, for Movie Mondays. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.